0: Well hello everyone, hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, it's me Dave McMahon, welcome to Dave McMahon Unleashed, my official playground or unofficial playground. Glad you could be with us here today, looks like it's going to be some really shitty weather coming in later. All dog classes will run as scheduled, but we do respect if you're not interested in coming due to the scary ice pellets that are headed our way later on today, no problem, we'll give you a makeup class. Anyway, this show is not about Dave McMahon dog training. This show is about a phenomenal artist right here in the city of Niagara Falls, the honeymoon capital of the world. Say hello to Dan Kazina. Say hello to Dan, everyone. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Dave.
0: Hey, it's my pleasure. Come a little closer to that big microphone, if you wouldn't mind there, Dan Dan, you're a tattoo artist, and you are a painter of murals, or should I say you're a mural painter? Is there any other title? I mean, you're a phenomenal artist. Are you a mural painter, or or what would you call that in in art
1: land? Is there a technical term for it? I think you could go with a a muralist, uh, if you want to get technical, but I would, you know, I usually just say I'm a painter, I'm an artist, I'm a tattoo artist. I do a variety of things, so maybe just an artist.
0: Yeah, you're a phenomenal artist. Thank were you. you. Were you born and uh, raised in the uh, beautiful city here of Niagara Falls? Tell us your story. Well,
1: I was born in Hamilton, um, but I grew up in Niagara Falls. I've been here basically my whole life. No uh, shit! You were born in Hamilton? In Hamilton at McMaster, yes. I
0: was born in Hamilton, but I was born at St. Joe's. But anyway, back to you. So born in, at
1: McMaster, then you came to Niagara Falls. I came to Niagara Falls, and uh, that's where it all started. I grew up here... Uh, I went to high school at St. Paul High School. Um, the only time that I haven't been here was when I went to college, and I went to college in Toronto, Etobicoke rather, and I went to college at Humber College, and I spent two years there. But I came back, and I uh, and now I'm here. So you must have studied art at Humber College, right or wrong? I did a two year program there. It was visual and digital arts, and I did illustration, fine arts. I did you know some history. Um, some art business-related uh, courses there, and it was pretty good. It w- it got me where I needed to go.
0: Yeah. So how old were you when you first became interested in art? Like, were you, like, in kindergarten or younger when you st- first started, you know, doodling or writing or, you know, drawing pictures? Like, how old were you?
1: I must have been... I must have started getting really interested in drawing and stuff when I was very young. Probably just doodling, just having fun. You never really... Draw for any other reason than to draw to have fun when you're a kid. Um, And I started pretty young. I watched a lot of Disney, a lot of cartoons, and I was reading a lot of books, too, at the time. Um, And, yeah, I was a kid, and I was drawing a lot. When I got older, that's when I started to pursue it a little bit more seriously. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt, man. Did your parents recognize how artistic you were? Like, Were they like, holy shit, this kid is talented?
1: I think my parents overall were just supportive of anything I wanted to do, and, and my parents are great that way. You know. They recognized an interest, and they gave me a chance to do it. They would try their best to uh, you know, point me in the right direction, or do art classes, or, or different sports clubs, or, or these different kinds of things. They would be really supportive, so they were always pushing me, hey, draw this, paint this, do this, so it was great.
0: You know, you've painted some pretty sweet murals and I've only seen the ones that you've shared on your social media because I'm a big fan of you and the great artwork that you do. Hope to get a tattoo from you personally someday, so I'll have to book that appointment. Um, Yeah, some of the murals that you've done, they blow my mind. Like, (coughs) it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Tell us about some of the murals you've done. Are are most of them within the uh, city of Niagara Falls?
1: There, uh, at this point, they kind of I, I've spread out a little bit, but um, there are a number in Niagara Falls, and uh, to be honest, my favorites are here. Um, I've done um, the notable ones. I'll, I'll uh, talk about are um, there's one at a, a Latin grocery store called La Pesana, and that was one that I did. Um, couple years ago um 2021 and that one has like some mexican influence some indian influence because those are are the products that they sell at that store and they're wonderful there uh melissa and prene are the owners there they're wonderful Um, that's a really good one to check out Um, it's inside Uh, another really good one would be the tattoo studio that i work at Um, It's on Ferry Street. It's called Dog Pound Tattoo Studio. Yes, Um, And that is Bernie Visca's spot. And he, um, him and I were chatting for a long time, and I convinced him, hey, let's do a big mural on the side of the building. We need a paint job. Paint was peeling. It was destroyed. Uh, So I set up that mural there, and that one you can see anytime you drive by. Um, That one's a favorite. And another big one that I did was Blackburn Brew House, and that's on Heartland Forest Road. I'm not been, sure there, you, been, been there, been there. You did that. that one? That was the indoor one I did. Yeah, and it has a big beer fermenter. It has like some trees, some nature, some piping uh, painted on the wall. And that one was a really good one. I needed a big lift, tons of ladders, tons of setup, big operation to do that one. But those were really rewarding mural experiences that I've had, and I'm I'm grateful I got to do those. So when you do
0: the mural, I mean, forgive my ignorance on how this all goes down. Like, I know you do it like freehand, I I guess, or am I wrong? It, 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 do you sketch it first and then you bring the airbrush paint on it? Listen to me, I know nothing about this. Well, you're I, close. I, I mean,
1: but I'm an aficionado of the great yes. artwork. <laughs> well, there's a number of different ways you can do it, and it greatly depends on the uh, the subject matter, the location, you know, what the client wants. Um, I have a lot of tricks that would make it a little bit easier for me. but everything starts with a concept. You sit down with the owners of the whoever wants to do this mural. Yeah. you sit down and you try to you pick their brain. what do you guys want? What do you guys think? colors and imagery, subject matter, uh, you know, what kind of materials am I gonna need to use? Um, a lot of the times I will draw everything first. Yeah, um, and then I'll put it on the computer, which I then I'll finalize the design the colors. Um, the subject matter I'm going to do. There's and a lot of planning going. There's a lot. There's more planning than there is painting. You know, it's it's an equal amount of time drawing and and designing as you know to painting the mural. But what I'll do is I'll go back and forth with the client until they're happy with the concept. Everything changes. I always tell them, you know, once it starts to be a painting, colors might change. You know, shapes might change. But once we're on the same page, I start to draw it on the wall. You can project it. Some of the designs I do are so big that. Drawing them on the wall is just so difficult that it's almost easier to use a projector where it's appropriate. Okay. Uh, sometimes you can grid it off, you know, grid everything on your drawing and then grid the wall and then transfer your drawing onto the wall with a grid system. Um, it's complicated, so you have to find the easiest, most, um, I guess, appropriate method to, to getting your design planted on that wall and then you can start painting.
0: So the client gives you somewhat of a vision and somewhat of some bullet points of ideas of what they have, and then you kind of elaborate upon that?
1: Yes. uh, I I have some freedoms um, with the work I do now, just because I have a portfolio of stuff I've done. People are more likely to be like, hey, just do your thing. But um, most of the time, I have to have some kind of completed idea for them, something that involves everything that they want, whether it's birds, nature, or a logo. And then from there... Most of the time, I'm given some creative freedom, but I like to do what people want because it's their artwork at the end of the day. It's going to represent them, their business, and I want to get that right.
0: Now, when I was in the Riverside Tavern, there's a beautiful mural there of Marilyn Monroe. Did you have anything to do with that one? Now,
1: I did have something to do with that. I did that one. That was owned, that Riverside Tavern is owned by Bernie Visca again. He owns that and he owns the tattoo studio. So I just happened to say, hey, let me paint a mural. He had me come down. I had some help from another artist um, that I used to work with, Alex McPherson. He's a he's a great artist as well. He does a lot of painting. So I brought him with me. Hey, you're going to help me do this. and Because uh, that it, is it, a
0: really cool mural. Like, holy shit, that is a sick mural. That
1: one was really fun. And I, I pulled Alex out there with me because Bernie was like, hey, we're opening in a week. Can you paint this mural? And I'm like, oh, man. You're like, great. So we have to pull this mural out. Uh, off in a week but we did it and it was really fun and that's the kind of jobs I like where it has something to do with Niagara Falls, Marilyn Monroe's in it, Uh, it's in a restaurant setting so those are the projects I like and that was good times.
0: So did you hear that people Uh, you got to get down to check this mural out of Marilyn Monroe (laughs) at the Riverside Tavern in Chippewa and they have wonderful food there and uh, Bernie and the gang will treat you really well.
1: Yeah it's a great spot check it out. Yeah, for
0: sure. And there's some other businesses you want to mention uh, that you've done some murals for within the Niagara region.
1: Um, I've done. Let's see here. I did Lapisana. I did. Um, oh yeah? I did. Uh, like I said, Blackburn Brewery. I did Dog Pound Tattoo Studio. What else did I do? I'm trying to remember. You've done now. some stuff
0: in the city, though, haven't you? Done anything? I've in the done. City? I've
1: done a little, a couple personal jobs, like right. private commissions, not for businesses. I've done a couple people's. Um, I did a fence a mural, which was really fun. Um, I've done some indoor stuff for people's houses. Um, I've kind of Niagara Falls, I've only just started to do paintings here. I kind of have done more work outside the city. I've done work in Beamsville, I've done some stuff in Grimsby, Saint Catharines, um I even did something in Burlington recently. Um, you know, in the summertime it picks up because the weather is better, you can do outdoor work. Um I'm looking for more work to do in Niagara Falls. Um, well, we'll get you more work. We'll
0: get this podcast circulated. We'll get <laughs> you more work. But you're young. You're ambitious. I mean, how old are you, Dan? Um, I'm 31. You uh, only look 23. I get that a lot. I appreciate that. Good for you. Thank so you. So you're aging well.
1: Uh, yes, I am. Hopefully.
0: Now, <laughs> you and I, we met when you were just a little kid. I don't want to say a little ankle biter, but you were a kid
1: Yes. when you first met me and uh, talk about that. Uh, I remember meeting you when we got our dog. Um, (laughs) We had a family dog, uh, Casey, uh, a beagle, and my parents were like, we're not going to have an untrained dog in this house. I was just a a young lad at the time, and I was very gung-ho about this dog. You know, let's, you know, I'll go, I'll do all the training, I'll do whatever it takes for us to have this dog, Um, and we saw just down the road Dave McMahon's uh, dog academy, dog training academy, and that was it. I remember going there and doing a, a you lessons and it was a really good experience and that's the first time i met you and yeah i was a young lad at the time um you know that's when i started doing a lot of drawing and stuff too you know just in the beginning stages so it was a good time
0: yeah yeah and so what about your dog situation now have you got a dog as the, or do the parents have a dog or um, you're our, probably too busy for a dog yourself
1: I'll personally i had cats for some time and i loved them but right now i don't have any pets um uh my parents we don't have any pets at home or anything like that right now but um, animals are a huge inspiration to me, and, and I, I do paint a lot of animals. I do mostly animals, if I can, um, in any sort of art project that I'm given. If, if it's appropriate, I can throw a couple animals in the mix. So um, I've got to put you and Mike London together. Have you ever heard of a guy named Mike London?
0: And the name sounds familiar. So he is a reptile expert, and he owns uh, a reptile, kingdom, reptile Kingdom Canada, which is in uh, Font Hill highway 20 yes and he's also a student of the dave mcmahon dog academy training his little uh cake puppy with me but uh, that's not a breed of dog that's just what i call any dog yeah. that's tiny muncie cake little pup anyway you got to meet him because he he would love to have you do a mural uh in his uh facility of some of the reptiles i mean it, it's crazy i know another guy that would love to have you do uh, some birds of prey in his studio as well. So I got to put you in contact, of course, with these people. And we got to just roll with it for sure, yeah. And so, when was it that you decided you were, or let me ask you this: I'm going too fast. When did you get your first tattoo?
1: Oh well, you know, once uh, tattoos weren't really a thing for me for a long time. I didn't really notice them uh, very much. I you was d- your parents
0: it. didn't have tattoos. My parents did
1: didn't really <laughs> have. They didn't Excuse have me. tattoos, but they my uncles had tattoos and my some of my older cousins were covered and i always thought they were cool but i wasn't you know focused on those at the time
0: you weren't in, um, you weren't infatuated with these tattoos in other words that that the, the family had let's say
1: yeah i was just it it was in my mind but I, I wasn't thinking of that you could be a tattoo artist i didn't even know that you could really do art for a living for a long time and make a living at it until i was kind of almost done high school and I had done a lot of art projects in school. My teachers were like, "Hey, you know, design this poster, design this T-shirt on your spare time if you can." So I was doing a lot of these cool little random projects, but I never thought deeply about tattoos until I got my first one, and that was when I was 18 years old. Um, and I, the experience was great. Um, my friend drew a design for me, and I did one for him as well. And we both got our own d- drawings done on us. And it was really fun. And uh, that moment, I was like, "This guy is doing this tattoo." doing a great job, you know, this looks really interesting, I'm maybe I could do something like this, because it seemed like he was you know, he was doing, it was all like he was doing it on his own, he was independent, drawing, he was doing the tattoo, he was in control of everything, it seemed like a really fun, interesting kind of a path to take, and and from that moment on, I was kind of like, maybe I should do tattoos, you know, okay, I'm gonna do tattoos, yeah, that moment with my friend, and with the artist, and and, in that time period, it was really inspirational and I was in college too, it was my first year so after that tattoo i kind of started to gear myself in that direction you know maybe i should do tattoos i changed how i was drawing i i started to go to the tattoo studios i started to get tattooed ask questions that's how it all started so did you kind of have many mentors teach you the art of tattooing did
0: you have a formal apprenticeship in tattooing uh later as time went like tell me about well
1: i had a lot of mentors even before tattooing um I did a lot of after-school art programs, Um, I had different teachers that were all so helpful and guided me along the way. Um, When I went to get an apprenticeship, and that's the hard part, um, I always say trying to do tattoos is like trying to get to the moon and you don't have a rocket ship. It's so hard to figure out how to get there, (laughs) it's like, where do I go? So you go to the tattoo shop and you ask around, and a lot of the time I would get kind of uh, told, you know, hey, you're not ready, or hey, come back later, or you know, "We, we already have someone working here. So it's kind of a discouraging process, but I wasn't really discouraged that much. I was like, hey, I just got to keep trying. I got to be annoying. I got to show up. You knew you wanted this. I wanted to do it. Once I knew I wanted to do it, I pursued it, and I kind of I, – I knew I had to get tattooed, so I just got tattoos. I asked so many questions, and eventually somebody gave me a shot. I brought my portfolio, which was just a giant binder filled with so many papers at this point because I was drawing so much, and – in a backpack and I walked in and it, it happened to be at the old tattoo studio that was on Ferry Street. It was called Niagara Inc. And uh, maybe some of the listeners will remember that studio. It was there for maybe a good, you know five to ten years there. And uh, I started there and I did a mentorship or an internship, apprenticeship under uh, Robert James, who is the head artist there at the time. And uh, he was a real tattoo guy. You know, he was a real guy. He was he a real do. shit. He was, he was, shit. He was shit. an old school tattoo guy. He had me make needles. He had me get coffees, mop the floors, vacuum his car. I had to do all those tasks <laughs> oh <my> that no one <laughs> wants to do. But that's part of tattooing—is you have to earn it. You have to pay your dues. You have to show that you can be reliable. Show that you'll be there and you want to be there. Besides the art, you know. Um, and, yeah. and I finished college at the time, so I thought, you know, hey, I got college under my belt. Maybe I'll get in easier and. uh and they like that. Hey, this guy, you know, it'll, he'll be good to be here. He's, he went to college. He took art. So he's probably a good guy to have around. And uh, he said, you know, we'll give it a week. See where you're at. You know, and I've been there. Like a week know, probation. I, he was like, I'll give you a week probation. If you, yeah. if you can make it through it, great. And I got through it. And he was like, you know, you can stick around. Uh, and then, you know, the rest is history.
0: You connected well with him. He wasn't too hard on you. There wasn't. He was hard enough
1: on me, where it was wasn't easy. Yeah. Um. But he was very helpful. He was very like he was a great mentor, a great teacher. You still talk to him today? I I work with him. I've worked with him every day for the last ten years. Yeah. I I will see him later today. Okay. So he's uh, listening, maybe, or he'll listen to the podcast. He'll. he'll, I'll get him to listen. Um. But he was there, and I also have to say, like, I was surrounded by a great group of friends. I had so many good friends that were in the arts. I had friends that did glass blowing, sculpture. I had friends that just drew because they loved to draw. Pottery? And Any friends do pottery? Not pottery, but I have friends that do that did glass blowing, um, which is even cooler. Which is than than really pottery. cool, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was really, and that's a very unforgiving art form, I and mean, things break under the different heats. You just, you're How about
0: that Rossi studio in the falls that does the glass blowing?
1: Yeah, I I've heard about him, and uh, I just glass blowing is really cool, and I I'm just really grateful I have friends that did that, and it was such a different form of art that it was a good contrast. Yeah. To what I was doing as well, so it was good to go back and forth and get different viewpoints from the different people I surrounded my, myself with. Now I surrounded myself with all kinds of different artists, and I have a lot to. Uh, I owe my friend group a lot because they would ha- be like, "Hey, you got to do this. You got to paint. Got to draw." So you, a lot of support and encouragement you from be, your friends. Exactly, you have to be surrounded by that group of people that'll help you, give you a chance, and um, and that was great for me, for my mentors, my learning. Uh, so I, if you have friends that do art, or if you have friends that are passionate about the same stuff you are, you know, hang out with them, talk with them, exchange ideas, and that's, that's what I would do. I, I was going
0: to say, what would, what would be your advice to someone interested in uh, becoming a tattoo artist? Obviously, they have to have some talent. Well, you, you know, a ta- <laughs> you
1: talent is a practiced passion. You know, talent is your ability to learn. So if you can learn the different techniques, if you can learn the different styles of art, which I would recommend you do first, draw a lot, paint a lot. Don't even think about tattooing, but think about what a tattoo artist has to do. They have to draw every day, and they have to draw what other people want first, and then you can do your own thing after. But you learn about tattoos, uh. drown yourself in the history of it, in the, in just the art form, and uh, let it you know overtake you let it consume you and then i
0: draw stick people that's what
1: i draw (laughs) (laughs) well you got to start somewhere everybody says that i can't even draw a stick person i know you can draw a stick person yeah so start anywhere you want to start with it draw whatever you want but you you have to learn about tattoos and and learn about the process where it comes from and and you have to respect it because it's a very difficult precise kind of a, a service that you provide so it takes a lot of responsibility and you have to cater your artwork to the client's needs, and that's, that's what you have to do. So if you want to be a tattoo artist, then you have to get tattooed, learn about tattooing, draw every day, and the, the rest will find you. So what
0: about some human beings being more uh, artistically inclined than others or have a God-given gift of some sort? Like, what do you have to say about stuff like that?
1: Well, some people are just really, really good. They have that vision. Anyone can learn the techniques, but it, a vision takes forever. It takes so long to be able to, to put these things in your head and then to, to produce them. That takes the practice the part about it. Talent is there. You can have talent, but hard work plus talent is the recipe. So, you know, I didn't really think I was that good. It took me hard work to get better. Um, I had to really practice and practice and practice and then, uh, and then go and do those things in tattoos and paintings and... and and provide different clients with the artwork they wanted. I had to really put myself through the paces. Um, but there are people out there that are just visionaries and they can just produce things really well, but there is practice behind that. There's hard work. So if you don't feel like you can draw that stuff, you have to start small. So if you can't do the big stuff, do the small stuff and then so know, it, starts go from mentally,
0: there. it starts mentally, it starts mentally and then there's that physical Hands-on component, yes. obviously. Yeah, right. yeah. What was the craziest tattoo that you've ever done to date that stands out in your mind more than any other tattoo that you have done for a client?
1: Oh uh, well, you know what? I get asked Whether, that question uh, a lot. You know, and I I thought about different scenarios that are funny and some that are good learning experiences. I think that the one that stands out will be the first one I ever did because it kind of has a little bit of a funny story behind it too now it was on um my good friend patrick who was the piercer at niagara inc at the time um and, and i was there for about a year before i did any tattoos or anything that was the uh, agreement no tattoos no nothing for a year and i was like sure i'll mop the floors i'll get coffee um so pat was like hey i like your drawing i'll give you a chance when and he talked to rob about it hey rob i'm gonna let dan do a tattoo on me and uh, it was a skull, which was always an easy first tattoo. You can't mess up a skull, really, because a skull can be scary, it can be cool, it can be whatever, it can be messy, it can be awesome, it can be whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a skull. And Rob, I got all set up, I got going, and rob's like, all right, do it. And I started doing it, and he uh, he grabbed my hand. He's like, no, like do it, like do it like this. So he would guide my hand, really. And then like 20 minutes later, he was like, all right, I'm taking off, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm taking off. That's all help you that's get. Yeah, that's all you get, and uh, it was it was so fun. It was like a crash course, and it took me forever. It took me like six hours to do something that I would do in like you know twenty minutes now or something. Yeah. It, was, it took forever, but what mattered was it turned out it turned out okay, you know, and it healed good. There wasn't any problems really, and uh, I just saw Pat a couple weeks ago, and I looked at that tattoo, and we were just talking about the exact same thing that day. That's a really g- good memory that I have because that's what tattooing is. You're on your own. You got to figure it out. Yeah. So I learned kind of the hard way there. And then ever since I did that tattoo, I kind of, one after the other, had different learning experiences. And tattooing is so so funny. The people that come in are so, there's so many different characters, so many different scenarios. You never really know what's coming through the door. Um, and I work at a walk-in um, street shop kind of thing. So there's people that walk in wanting bi- pineapples and whatever you could imagine. Anything. Or upside-down uh, Upside-down pineapples. pineapples, yeah. There's people that want, but there's people that want crazy things too like you know i want crazy dragons with castles and wizards so i have to do so many different things but every day is just an adventure so it's really fun Yeah, yeah yeah very cool now what about your own personal tattoos tell us a little bit more about them um a lot of the tattoos i have um some of them have some meaning some of them are just aesthetic i like the ideas behind some of them um one, or a few tattoos that I have, I actually traveled to get, and that was a good learning experience, too. I, uh, I went to the Toronto Tattoo Convention cool. that they have oh, cool. every year. It's called the NYX Toronto Tattoo Convention. Um, and I got some work done there by artists that I I was following and that I liked. Um, I also flew to New York City once, uh, and I met up with a guy doing a guest spot. Some artists will go to different tattoo studios around the world, and, uh, and you can meet up with them if you uh, reach out to them. And I reached out to one guy. And I went to a cool tattoo studio called Last Rites in New York City. And that Love, was an, the I had, name. Love the name. Last Rite. It was a darker, scarier kind of a tattoo studio. It had a vibe to it. It was like a dungeon. It had um, like uh, all kinds of cool darker art, monsters, aliens, creatures. It was a really cool, darker experience. And, um, and I got a tattoo there. And, it, and I was paying attention to everything the guy did, everything the artist did to learn was great um i've had rob my mentor do so many tattoos on me he's done so many pieces on me now and uh getting tattooed you learn just as much as doing tattoos even more sometimes because you're on the receiving end of getting a tattoo so you feel what it feels like that you what you do to your clients so every time i get a tattoo i'm always you know trying to remember okay this is what it feels like so make sure that you do the do it appropriately for your client yeah. So a lot of the tattoos I got were learning experiences. Um, and I have a variety of different images. I have flowers. I have, uh, like, a woman face. I have eyes. I have, uh, like, monsters. I have an alien. I have, like, um, swords, leaves. Uh, I have so many different tattoos now. So, And each of them has its own story and a journey attached to it. Now,
0: how tattooed are you?
1: Well, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm that tattooed. I think I'm, like, moderate level. You're not, like, an uh,
0: enigma tattoo. Not like, yet. I
1: don't have, like... ...crazy checkerboards all over my face yet. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But um, you can go pretty far. I have, like, a big chest piece. I have, like, my arms started. I have stuff on my neck. You know, once you get your neck tattooed, that's when you kind of... uh, It kind of separates you a bit. Not everybody has, like, you know... That's, go, that's going out. That's Ooh. going out that's on a out limb. There. Yeah, that's people start to look at you a bit differently. They, they like, oh, they look at you like you're an alien sometimes, which is really funny. Um, but you put yourself out there. It's, it changes your life. Once you get big, revealing tattoos, even getting your hands tattooed. I don't have my hands tattooed yet. Um, one day I will. But getting tattooed, you have to remember other people are gonna see you with the tattoos. So you want to try to get things that are appropriate for you. You have a certain type of job, or or even if it doesn't matter what job you have, you know, once you get some tattoos on your face or on your hands or neck, that kind of changes the game a bit for you. But you know, I do art all the time, so that never really concerns me what other people think. I know I like the tattoos I have, and if you you have tattoos, that they're for you; they're not for anyone else. So.
0: Your tattoos but, look good on thank you. you.
1: I you're, appreciate and that. And so,
0: once <laughs> you decided you're going to go with the neck tattoo, have you had
1: any regrets about doing that? Uh no. I mean. I got some like leaves and nature tattoos like on my neck, and, and those things are a little bit more subtle. Um, you know, I'm fully, I do art every day, so I just wanted to be consumed by it. So I just started getting lots of tattoos, and they all connect in their own way. Now, I wasn't too worried about getting my neck tattooed. I waited about, you know, almost 10 years before I started. When I started to, to about now is about 10 years, and I must have got my neck tattooed maybe two years ago or so. It wasn't really too big of a change, you know. I look at myself and I'm like, whoa, I'm covered in tattoos now. So it's fun. Have
0: you ever refused to give a client a tattoo either because maybe they stank too much or maybe they were hammered and you're like, you know what, abort, we can't do this?
1: I try to coach people to make the right tattoo choice. I never tell people what to do. Yeah, you're meeting with them beforehand. Absolutely. We do a little consultation. We meet up. Sometimes people want to get things that i'm like you know what i maybe this is something we can do in the future but maybe let's focus on this right now i try not to tell people hey don't do this i say hey maybe this is a better idea i've talked people out of things um, you can always get the tattoo later someone else could always do it if if i can't do it or if i won't do it but you have to remember you are changing people forever so you don't want to just hey i want to get my face tattooed and just start doing it it should not be taken lightly yeah like if you want to get a tattoo think about it for some time. Most of the time, I'll do whatever tattoo people want to get within reason. But once you start to get requests for things that are, you know, a little bit bizarre, far far fetched, you know, I want my face tattooed with all this stuff. Sometimes I'll either point them in a different direction hey, maybe this guy is better suited for you, or I I pick one of their ideas hey, let's start with this one on your arm first, and then we'll go do your hand next or or do your neck later once we do a couple tattoos. So you kind of have to be that barrier for people you have to be honest with them hey you know maybe this is a better idea just for their own sake some people jump into tattoos hey i want to get this crazy thing and they don't really know what goes along with getting a certain type of a tattoo
0: i've researched some commonly asked questions about uh people that are interested in getting tattoos i want to hit you with these uh, supposedly these are commonly asked questions can I get a tattoo when I'm pregnant or breastfeeding?
1: The answer is no, because that causes shock to your body. So if you're pregnant, your body goes through a small shock when you get a tattoo. It's not a big deal, but you don't want to have anything. You don't want to get in the way of the pregnancy. You don't want to put um, the woman's body through any unnecessary stress. So I would highly recommend waiting uh, until you're all done your pregnancy and you're back to your strength. Um, and you're healthy and everything, then get tattooed.
0: You know, and then, of course, the other commonly asked question, do tattoos hurt when they're being done? Well, I'll let you well, answer that. Well, pain,
1: pain can be subjective. Everybody yeah. feels things differently. Some people love getting tattooed. They war- I
0: love it. I love the feeling of being the tattooed. The feeling
1: isn't doesn't bug you too much until you get to some parts of the body that hurt really bad, the neck is really bad, the minute that I had my neck tattooed, I'm like, what am I doing, this hurts really bad, but you just sit through it and it it never gets too bad, I mean, as long as you're relaxed, I have tattooed people that fall asleep, believe it or not, a couple guys, like, they're snoring, maybe they have a busy lifestyle and they finally get that chance to sit down in the tattoo chair and get tattooed, but pain is something that, it's all in your head a lot of the time, you just gotta relax, I always tell people, relax, relax. Um, and I try to be as gentle uh, as I can be. You don't lean, right? Not I, one of I'm these not trying leaners. to lean in. I try not to press down as too hard. Um, I'd say I have a lighter hand, but it, if you have a lighter hand, maybe the tattoo takes longer to do. So yeah, there's a trade-off.
0: Now, uh, if I tell you this, I wonder if, how bad it's going to change your opinion of me. And, and maybe you're going to be like, fuck Dave, I'm not going to tattoo you. You're just <laughs> too strange. When I'm being tattooed, I, I feel that I'm being, I'm surrendering myself to someone and being somewhat violated. Now I cannot be the only human being that feels this way, or maybe I'm the only one that will openly admit that on a podcast.
1: Well, you do. Let's have talk to, about the psychology of that. You right do. Now. You do have to surrender yourself. You, you have are to a trust. surrender. I'm trusting is, you is to a do this. Good to word me. for that. You're trusting somebody. Um, and that's why I would recommend you do your research find the right artist find someone that you like their work uh, you know if you you meet with them talk with them if you like who they are as a person if you like their vibe that's when you'll get you'll you'll break through that um, that barrier where you don't know what it's gonna be like you have to be you have to be comfortable I always try to Uh, make my clients comfortable, talk with them, joke with them, get into their heads, you know, draw lots of designs for them. So you can multitask when you're doing the act of tattooing. mm -hmm, Yeah. Well, and to get their minds off of the pain, you can talk to them a little bit. Most people at this point, they know what they're in for. Um, I tattoo a lot of people that have lots of tattoos. They know what they're getting. They're not too worried. First timers, you have to remember that this is their first experience and you're the guy. I'm the guy that's giving this person their first tattoo experience. And I think about that a lot. I want it to be fun. I want them to wanna to come back. I want them to to be happy when it's done. I don't wanna scare people away. I don't want them to be yeah. under too much pain. That those things happen, depending on the person. But you know, it is about but surrender. They're, they're
0: relinquishing control. They and are. like you said, they have to trust you. Yes. And sometimes it's healthy to relinquish control. It we is, don't have to control every second of our yeah, day.
1: It is healthy to to give the reins to someone else and let them, you know. Guide the process, and that's what being a tattoo artist is. You have to take people's visions and ideas and you have to make them come into reality. And there's more to tattooing than just tattoos, you know. You have to figure people out, you have to get inside their head, like I was saying. Yeah, and everybody is unique and different, and that's why every tattoo is different and unique for the client. They're very addicting. I mean, I've got yes. three tattoos, and I want to get more. <laughs> a lot of people get addicted they love the experience they they like decorating their bodies and they get addicted to it really they do
0: so another commonly asked question i'm sure you've heard this before can i use a numbing cream prerequisite to the tattoo experience
1: well nowadays it's a lot more common to have numbing cream or numbing products available um that you can buy ahead of time you can um, apply to your skin um before you get the tattoo. Now, I don't really always recommend that unless we're doing a big session and you you're getting something on a painful spot. That's when I might say, "Hey, if you're worried about the pain, this is the route I would take." Um, when you get older, it hurts a little bit more. When you're young, it doesn't bother people. I wouldn't recommend. Well, Once you're you know, over 40 and maybe you're getting like your giant back piece done, that's when I might say, hey, if you really want to get some numbing cream, you can. But there's a, a trick to it. Um, you got to go to the store. You can buy it online. There's a variety of different products. Um, the creams, you put on maybe an hour before your appointment. you got to wrap your body up in saran wrap. So if you're getting something on your, on your ribs, for example, you got to coat that area in the numbing cream. Then you got to wrap it in saran wrap so it soaks into your skin wow. about an hour ahead of time. Yeah, But it doesn't work forever. I mean, maybe half an hour it works. So maybe it gets you through the beginning of a tattoo. Um, you can also use a product that I like to use called Bactine, which is just like a topical... Um, it's like a spray. If you get like a rash or a burn, a minor burn on your skin, you can go to the drugstore and get Bactine and you can spray it on your wound and it'll kind of numb the spot. Now, I kind of figured out a way to use that during the process for, for clients. Now, I'll put that like in a, another. Cooling, a cooling? Yeah, engine. and it gives it a cooling sensation. Um, but the skin has to be broken first. So if I've done a tattoo on someone, I notice that they're in a lot of pain. We'll get through the line work, which is usually most commonly the first thing you do is the line work. You map the stencil to their body. And then you can put some Bactine on their skin. You Just spray some on. You can use a foaming um, bottle, and it foams it up. And you let it sit, and it, it kind of takes the edge off. So if you're worried about pain, you can ask your tattoo artist, you know, about the numbing creams or back teen. Um, Although most of the artists might recommend they don't like to use it, uh, you, they would prefer to just do the tattoo without any of that. Oh, natural. Oh, natural. And I'll give people the option, you know, hey, do you like want to use this stuff? But most of the time, people people don't really use it. I find I think people I'm, just get the tattoos done and they accept it. I'm dying it to
0: ask you if you've <laughs> ever tattooed someone's genitalia.
1: That's something that I haven't done. Um, I've tattooed have people's you butts. Asked to do, Have you been people asked? People have asked me to do some of that stuff, and and you know, I'm I'm respectful. Hey, you know, I don't do that kind of work. I try <laughs> to find point people in the right direction. Um, but people want that kind of stuff. People and, are into that. People they are into get a it.
0: Tattoo of an ant on their dick or whatever. Something
1: like that. Yeah. I mean, I know people have told me I have this on me, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't need to see that. But it, it <laughs> It makes it funny when people ask. You know, makes you laugh. Hey, this yeah. guy wants this thing. So it's um, not something you're you're it's not doing. common for me. I mean, people at this point are like, hey, you know, they've seen my work. Hey, I want to do this kind of project with Dan. But there are some people in between that ask, and you just got to say, hey, you know, that's redirect not for me. Them. Redirect them. Like a puppy that's mouthing yeah. your hand, you have
0: to redirect. You have to
1: redirect them. You have to point them in a direction yeah. that you go. But, I mean, sometimes I'll do like a butt. That's funny, but.
0: Yeah, like a butt cheek or a something. A butt cheek is good
1: for me, yeah. Yeah,
0: nothing wrong with a butt cheek. No. Now, what about this? Does anyone ever faint during a tattoo or during a tattoo that you have been doing on them? Have you ever had a client
1: faint? I'm fortunate enough where I haven't had any sort of. Problem like that yet. It does happen though. Um, sometimes it happens when they stand up too quick. If they're lying down, or if they haven't had a, a solid meal before they get a tattoo, and it's a big process. You know, you get a little bit nervous when you're in the position of a client when you're getting tattooed. You know, you have to endure a lot of um, pain, or the process is can be overwhelming. Um, the most important thing is you have to have a good meal, bring a drink, make sure you're comfortable, make sure you're in the right state of mind. Um, if you're lying down, don't just bounce up when when you have a break. Okay, break time. People will literally teleport to their standing position, and that can make them feel wobbly and they might fall down. I always tell people get up slowly. Those kinds of things do happen, so you have to be very prepared. You know.
0: <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, is there anything a person should not consume? They should not consume before receiving a tattoo. Uh,
1: I mean, you can have a drink, but you, I don't want you to get drunk. And you can have you can smoke a joint. That's normal. Um, nothing crazy don't go out and do any kind of crazy drugs and then get tattooed right away like I need you to sit still I need to be able to communicate with you and I need you to be able to get through the tattoo because I want to see work get done I don't want to just do a little bit and then you have to come back do a little bit so consume a good meal get a good drink and uh, and that's it don't get drunk please
0: yeah then what about medication can certain medications cause people's blood to be thinner in which can pose as havoc for
1: you when you're doing a tattoo i mean those things people ask me that all the time and i and I've, I've tattooed people on blood thinners and and uh it doesn't really have an effect on the tattoo i mean maybe if you're doing a really big session um and when i say big i mean hours and hours you know six hours eight hours ten hours even that's when i would maybe suggest we do multiple sittings instead of a big session if you're on certain medications I always ask people, hey, are you... They have to sign a consent form, and, and if they're on certain medications, none of that stuff really no. gets in the way, uh, within reason. I mean, if people have certain disabilities or something, then I need to know if there's certain things I can and can't do. Other than that, though, you know, just as long as you're of sound mind and body, it should be okay. Now,
0: legally, does someone have to be 18 years of age? What is the uh, the legal... Is there a uh, legal You can be this?
1: 16 with your parents' consent. Now, every time you get a tattoo, you have to fill out the consent form, and you have to list... You know, if you're on certain medications, if you have certain health, um, health concerns or whatever. Um, but you can have your parent come and sign for you. And usually if you're 16, that's when I really talk to you about what you want to do. Hey, you know, don't get this crazy thing on your face right away or, or uh, don't do this big thing on your arm quite yet. Let's start small. But once you're 18, you can go and do whatever you want. Come into the tattoo shop and get any kind of work done that you want to do. So I read
0: this online, so it's got to be true what I'm about to say, right, Dan? Because I read it online, so it's got to be true. So it says pain and black work tattoos explain how, okay, so we want you to explain how this is more painful. Is black work
1: tattoo more painful because you have to go over it more to get the deep black? Well, black, when you tattoo black or colors, for example, the technique for tattooing would be the most painful. You really have to color it in the skin to saturate it. Um, Because when you do black, you don't want to see the skin through it. So the word black work comes from the style of tattooing where people do large areas of black. You can do designs, you can do the same tattoo designs that you would do in color in black, but in a black style. And you can also do solid black areas. I know a lot of people, they might have old tattoos they don't like and they choose to black them out. That is a very common style of tattoo now. Um, But it's basically, in its definition, is just coloring solid black. Now, those can be a lot more painful because black is the hardest thing to visually see as solid black when it's on skin that's kind of whitish or olive-toned skin or, or, um, uh, you know, a blank canvas. I love the
0: black art. There's something magical about it. I mean, even your friend Alex did this microphone for me. That's wonderful.
1: When did you get that one done? So this one was done
0: uh, about a year and a half ago. That turned out great. Didn't that turn out great? Yeah, that looks that looks great. One of your buddies from work there did that. Now, so. which
1: that st- studio was that? Was that Dog Pound? Yes. Or, uh Was that Alex do- McPherson? Yes, he, Alex Mc Big Fier-son. long beard. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah Alex McPherson,
0: well. Dog Pound. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, and I remember that uh, you know about an hour and a half into it, and it was a, there was a slight burning, and I don't know if that's
1: because they have to really go over
0: it to bring out the black or whatever. That's what goes. happens.
1: Yeah, because when you do a tattoo, you do have to kind of you do have to go over it. At certain points and go over there. You don't want to do that too much. You do have only a few passes before you break the skin too much where it won't take the ink anymore. So you have to be very diligent about when you perform a tattoo that to not overwork the skin. So once you start to feel the burn, that's like the max amount of pain that you should feel right. in a tattoo. shouldn't be too much more than that.
0: Now what about inside of the cheeks or inside of the lips um, oh, like a, I hate not data. the butt cheeks not the, the butt cheeks on someone's face
1: uh, you it's a different kind of a thing I don't really like to do that I've had I've done those where people's inside their lips it just doesn't hold up the same as a normal tattoo so I don't do those types of that type of work anymore because people come back it fades a lot it's almost like a gimmick it's kind of like a trendy thing you can get that done but it's like a mucus kind of membrane in your mouth. It, it's not like the skin on your arm. So it holds the ink differently. And the, and it's very difficult to grab onto someone's lip and kind of draw in it. So I try not to do that type of work. It does happen. It is something you can do. But it's a little bit more like semi-permanent. It's not going to be there forever. So, and I,
0: I can't see you fulfilling the request of a client... Who wants you to tattoo some racist shit on their body?
1: No, I don't do anything that discriminates. No racist stuff. In fact, I I would prefer to cover that stuff up and I would give people a good deal if they had to redirect them and and work to create a nice, beautiful cover up that gets rid of it. And uh, there are the odd people that come in wanting that stuff. And you know what I do? I just send them out the door. Or I say, hey, let's do this instead because this is better. Um, Let's cover that up. And you persuade them and try to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to. You have
1: so, to, yeah. Dan, give my listeners
0: your social media contact information, please.
1: Well, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle would be at Cozy Creations with K's. You can find me there. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. That's an easy way to get a hold of me. I'm I'm on Facebook. I use it more mostly for business. So, if you want to have if you have a tattoo idea, you want to get a hold of me, you can find me. Uh, just type in my name, Dan Cozina, K O Z I N A. Um, you'll see a picture of me painting. Um, you can message me that way. Um, I had a website for a while, but you know, Instagram and Facebook are pretty good. Um, so all the cool ha- people are on Instagram. They're all all the cool people. So just find me on Instagram. You know, if you want something from me enough, you'll find a way to get a hold of me. Um, or come see me at Dog Pound Tattoo Studio on Ferry Street. I'm there almost every single day working away. You can talk to me. Even you can come in when I'm tattooing and talk to me. Um, usually I'm painting in the evening. I'm doing work there. So yeah, you can find me there. Very good.
0: Now, what about hobbies? You got some hobbies you care to tell us about when you're not engaging in your artistic side? Uh hobbies. Gotta-
1: well, it's tough because a lot of the t- hobbies I do, I kind of gear towards my profession or, or I gear towards art. So I, I have been doing a lot of airbrushing. Um, and that's a our How about fishing or axe throwing? Or no, you know what? I do a lot of... I like to hike. I like to explore. Um, You're an outdoors guy. I like to go outside. I was For a while, I was trying to find abandoned buildings to kind of explore and locate. I did the haunted yeah. thing for a while. I would find haunted churches, abandoned locations, and uh, I would venture out with friends and, and do even the ghost hunting thing. That was a big thing I did a couple years ago. I would, I would have a spirit box. I would go to oh, like Fort george and at at night and try to talk to ghosts that's something i like doing i like the paranormal stuff i like all the ghosty creepy things that's right up my alley um lots of outdoorsy stuff hiking i'm indoors a lot when i'm tattooing i'm in a room in a basement so it's good to kind of have that contrast to go out and explore and get more inspiration i find a lot of inspiration from being in the outdoors animals creatures you know architecture so I don't really I don't go fishing I don't do axe throwing um, I used to play video games a lot because a lot of people want video game tattoos so it's a culture that it's good to get your mind in and learn about the different characters comic books lots of reading lots of books um, those are the kind of things you'll find you strike me, doing. me as a reader I do do a little bit of reading but it's mostly on the subject matter of the tattoos I have to do if someone wants a historical yep. tattoo I'll look into the history someone wants a medieval style piece. I'll look up all everything to do with medieval stuff. So, I like tattooing because it kind of guides my hobbies at the same time, you know, if someone wants a certain tattoo, then I can do the research on it um and and get involved in what what the tattoo will be.
0: Dan, pleasure sitting down with you today. Thanks for
1: joining me on my podcast. Thanks for having me. It was wonderful.
0: Best of luck to you. Keep up Thank the you.
1: awesome artwork, man. Thanks for being thanks for having me again. I it's fun and hopefully I can talk to you again one day soon.
0: Yeah, I'd love to have you back. Take it easy. This is the end of this episode. Dave McMahon unleashed. Have yourselves a doggone great day. Bye.